that Jesus is alive and as Victor said a little while ago that means he's sitting above high in authority he's got everything under control he hasn't lost it praise God and he will not lose it amen and I'm going to tell you something this is just what I believe this is just me I think that when it's all said and done there's going to be more people with him than there are going to be in hell because Jesus is a winner. He's victorious, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, you know, 
You know, we got tollways in, in Houston and all over the place, and and, uh, and and we have to pay every time we go through those tollways, right? Well, you know, on the cross, basically what Jesus did was just that. He paid the toll once and for all for all people that would believe on him and receive him as their Lord and Savior could cross that bridge and come back to a correct relationship with the Father. Hallelujah. He paid the price. I mean, I have to, I have to pay for my toll when I use it, and I mean, I got this easy tag and what have you, and you pay for it. But praise God, I don't have to pay what Jesus did. I don't have to pay to, to, to have the correct relationship with the Father. He did it all. He paid it all. All to him we owe. Praise God. So he paid the price that we should have paid. He sacrificed. He died where we should have sacrificed and died. He did it for us. And you know, sometimes we come with that that religious mentality, right? That, that false humility, I call it. Uh, last month uh, in the uh, joint service, I remember they, they were singing a, one of the classics hymns. And uh, there was a, a sentence there where they said, you know, uh, the worm of who I am or something like that. And I was sitting over there and I said, you might be a worm, I'm not. I'm no worm. You might be uh, uh, nothing, consider yourself nothing. Uh, I don't consider myself that way. All because he lives. You see, all because he lives. All because of what he has done. You see, on the cross, he just started the work. Praise God. Paul says in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 14, he says, and if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless, and, and your faith is useless. If Christ didn't rise up from the dead, whatever we do, whatever we say, whatever we teach, our service, it's all in vain. So, so the cross was just the beginning, and praise God, Three days later, he rose and gave us the opportunity for our beginning. Our beginning to eternity because he rose, because he's alive. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, these days a lot of people are uncertain about who they are. There's a tremendous identity crisis going on been going on for several years but now it's like it's you know on steroids (laughs) people people are not sure what they are you ask somebody who are you and uh, uh, they'll come up and say something about their job and their accomplishments and all this kind of stuff you know they think that makes them who they are even now even the failures they'll talk about But that doesn't make you who you are. That doesn't define you. 
Your situation may be pretty bad, but it doesn't define your space. If you are in Christ, that does not define you. It does not define you. You got people all the time with this inferiority complex. Got people, I hear people, Christian people, I mean, believers in Christ, you know, talking about, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm no good. I'm just, you know, the little uh, uh, alley dog, you know, that beating around all the time. No, uh, no, 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 no. You are worth something. You are worth, I mean, you are worth a lot. Are you hearing me? You are worth a lot. And we go with, you know, again, with the religious mentality that, you know, we, 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 we don't deserve anything. Uh, and, you know, of our own merit, we, we're, not, we're not saved, we're not justified of our own merit. But, you know, I got to thinking the other day, God must have thought that we were worth plenty to send his son here to die for us. He must, have, he must have thought that, hey, man, these people who I created, I love them. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give them up without a fight. <laughs> I'm not going to give them up without a fight. So I'm going to send my son because you are worth it. Do you understand that? Because you are worth it. Jesus came to this earth and he shed his blood. He paid a tremendous price for you because you are worth it. And because he lives, let me tell you a little bit about what he did with his resurrection. It's not all about, not all about all the mystical that we talk about. In Ephesians 2.10, in the New Living Translation, puts it this way. For we are God's masterpiece. Can you say masterpiece? I mean, can you say, I am a masterpiece? Go ahead, say it. I, I'm, you know, you might have scared yourself when you looked at the mirror this morning, but you are a masterpiece. <laughs> the Lord said... For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. I mean, that, that goes along with what Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He says, for whoever's in Christ is a new creation. Old things are past. New things are here. Praise God. You're a new creation. You're something, you're something awesome, folks. You are something awesome. If you have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if the Holy Spirit is living inside you, you are something awesome. And let me tell you this. Listen to what I'm saying now. Do you think that someone with the Holy Spirit residing inside them is more special than those who do not have the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, I, I sense that religious mentality again. Oh, 
We're not special. We're not better than anybody else. Oh, yes, we are. We don't go around saying, you know, I'm the bomb and stuff like that. You know, look at me. No, 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 no. But you got to, you see, you got to realize what God has made of you. It's easy for us, and we always think about what he does for us. We thank him and praise him, what he does for us, what he gives us, how he provides for us. But how about what he's made of us? A masterpiece. So what's a masterpiece? Here's some characteristics of a masterpiece. Number one, a masterpiece is rare. It is unique. You know, uh, 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 brother, uh, there's, there's no one like you. No one like you. And, and nobody could be a better you than you. <laughs> You're unique. We're all unique. Amen? Praise God. How many could say, praise the Lord, that you're not like me? Huh? Say, you know, <laughs> praise God. We're unique. That's a masterpiece. Number two, a masterpiece is special. You are very special. In fact, you are so special once again that Jesus came here. You know something? We talk about Jesus and his suffering, and we think that his suffering started when he was being beaten, when he was being uh, uh, abused, when he was carrying that cross, and when he was nailed to the cross. You know what? No. His suffering started the minute he left heaven. Just try to imagine. You're born into a multi-million dollar family. You live in this multi-million dollar mansion. You have everything you need. You just say it and you have it. Nothing lacking Nothing hurting. I mean, and all of a sudden, your father says, you know, you're going to leave. You're going to leave this family. And you're going to go and, uh, uh, and, and, and hang out with the people that live under the bridge. And I'm not going to give you anything. That's basically what happened to Jesus. He left his mansion. He left his glory. He, he didn't even consider being equal to God as something to grasp onto. He came here. He started suffering. <laughs> That's how special you are. That's how special you are. I said, That's how special you are. Amen. Praise God. So a masterpiece is rare. A masterpiece is special. A masterpiece is very valuable. It is very valuable. I got to see uh, once in my life, I got to see an original painting. Now, that original painting must have been maybe 15 by 15 inches. Small thing. It was worth thousands of dollars. And I'm over there like, 
trying to figure out what it all was, you know. Thousands of dollars, but because it was a, considered a mess, it was an original painting, it was old, and it's worth thousands of dollars. Do you know what you're worth? You're worth the blood of the Lamb. He bought us with a price, and what a price. The blood of the only begotten Son of God. Hallelujah. He paid for me with blood. He took me from Puerto Rico to New York and back to Puerto Rico and then to the Army and then to North Carolina and then to Panama where I saw the light. I saw two lights. I saw the light in Jesus. I saw the light in my wife. She was, praise God. He did it all for me. And he did it for you because you are special. I said, you are special. You know, a masterpiece is very valuable and normally they are secured in vaults and things of this nature, galleries, and they're very secured. And you know, you are so special that you are secured. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, you are secured. He's got you well protected. I mean, there's alarms all over the place. The devil comes near you and those alarms start sounding, hallelujah, and he comes and protects you and defends you and battles for you on your behalf. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how special you are. And that's how valuable you are. You're protected. Number four, a masterpiece is named by its owner. I want you to pay attention. It's named by its owner, by its creator. You have been created by the Lord of the universe, by the one he created it all, by the one who's above it all, by the one who owns it all. And in Second Chron- uh, Chronicles 7.14, you remember what it says? Remember what it says? Anybody? You don't remember? You can speak up. Don't worry. I mean, you're not going to get hit over the head if you speak up. If my people, what? If my people who are called by what name? His name, right? Hallelujah. Have you ever really thought about that? You are called by his name. He has given you a name. You see, I'm an Ojeda because I was born to an Ojeda family. My dad is Ojeda. And I was born to that family. I'm his child. And I carry that name. Well, when you are born again, when you are the child of God, you carry God's name. Oh, you don't understand. You don't understand. You're thinking about the snow and about the whatever is going to happen. No, 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 you don't understand. You have his name. Hallelujah. When you show up, the devil knows who you, your name. Oh, he knows your name. He knows you very well. And he reacts accordingly. 
<laughs> Somebody said the only thing that you should see of the devil is his backside when he's running away from you. Praise God. Submit to God. Draw close to God and God will draw close to you. Resist the devil and he will flee. He will run like crazy from you. He knows your name. But sometimes we don't know our name. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, then, he says, then I will heal from heaven and I will heal your land. May I tell you why? Our land needs healing. It needs a lot of healing right now. And it needs, it takes for the people of God to recognize who they are and act accordingly. Number five, not only are you named, but you are also known by the one who named you. A masterpiece is frequently known in relation to the one who created it. You are a masterpiece that has been created by none other than Yahweh. None other than Yeshua. And you are known by then you're supposed to be known in relation to the one who created you. Do people out there know that? Do people out there recognize who you are? What you have? Do they desire that when they're with you? When they're speaking with you? When they have relationship with you? You see, you're supposed to be known everywhere you go in relationship to the one who created you. So as a masterpiece, you are rare, special, valuable, named and known in connection with your creator. You need to think of yourself that way. You need to embrace yourself that way. You need to honor yourself that way because in doing so, you are honoring the one who made you that way. You see, humility accepts what God has made of you. Every time Paul wrote, he wrote, Paul, servant of God, apostle, he didn't hide it. He knew who he was. And I'm sure he was proud of it in the good sense. I'm, this is Paul writing to you, apostle of Jesus Christ, called by God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. On and on and on. You and I need to act the same. We need to accept what God has made of us and act accordingly, live accordingly. 
And don't make the mistake of thinking that this is just a feel-good message. I'm telling you the truth about what Jesus has done, what he is doing. If he just came to save you, take you up there, well, no, but he didn't come to do that. He came to offer you the way to salvation. He came to offer you the opportunity for salvation so that then you could live here on this earth, hallelujah, projecting him, okay? Honoring him with just being him. You have no idea probably, at least some of you may not have any idea, how many people have been won to Christ without one word about Christ. Now, I'm not saying don't speak Christ. Oh, yeah, we have to. But like somebody said, I like it. I like it. I like it. He says, I forget who, maybe, maybe you remember. He says, uh, preach uh, Christ every single day of your life, wherever you're at. And if you have to use words, then use them. You hear that? The Christ that many people are going to see is the Christ that they see in you and me. And it doesn't have to be preaching. It doesn't have to be... Name. It's a, a little story to, 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 to end. Uh, this lady uh, was in her kitchen and he, she saw out the window this uh, family that were moving right across the street from her, the house right across from her. And uh, she thought, well, you know, they're, they're uh, moving and, and I know what that's about. So she quickly prepared some sandwiches for them, for the entire family, and took it over to them. And uh, uh, true story, and, you know, I'm so-and-so, and I just, you know, saw that you're moving, and uh, I would like to offer you this lunch. They were so appreciative, and they, of course, they, they took it and, and they enjoyed it. Uh, and they they became friends, and for for weeks on end, for about three months, they would visit each other, they would eat with each other, they would have a good time with each other, and not once did this lady mention Christ to them. One day they invited her over for supper. She went. And they're talking, and they're eating, having a good time. And all of a sudden, they asked her, what is it with you? Why have you been so nice to us? And what have you? I mean, what, what's, what's going on? The door opened. And she told them her story. The whole family accepted the Lord. The whole family accepted Jesus. So don't, don't be religious, fanatic. <laughs> don't be a legalist. Just be Jesus. He loved everybody. He liked to have relations with people. Man, I tell you what, you know, uh, the people, the, the two guys coming down the Emmaus Road, 
And then uh, Jesus shows up. They don't even recognize the guy. He says, what's going on? Haven't you heard? You know the story. They took him to their house. And you know when they recognized him? When they started to eat. I mean, nobody eats like Jesus. (laughs) Nobody has fun with people like Jesus. Nobody relates to others like Jesus. Hallelujah. They recognized him when they sat to eat. Do you have that relationship with Jesus? If you don't, it's not late. It's not late for you. This is a moment where you could accept Jesus right now, accept the risen Lord, hallelujah, make him the Lord of your life, the Savior of your life, and and know that one day you will be living with him forever and ever and ever. Amen?